You are listening to the Sickleton Noise Podcast on the Pro Sound Web Podcast Network. Supported by RCF. For over 70 years, RCF's passion for perfection is the driving force behind designing professional audio products and creating unique experiences for venues around the globe. The HDL 50A 4K, the latest large format active three-way line array system, is no exception. Learn more at rcf-usa.com for the latest news and product information. RCF, the sound behind the experience. For the most comfortable headphones that you can wear all day, check out the Audix Pro Studio range starting at just $99. Find out more at audixusa.com. And well, you can wear them all day, but what happens when the sun goes down? Alan and Heath has asked us to read this. Food for thought. There is no egg and eggplant, not ham and hamburger, neither apple or pine and pineapple, English muffins weren't invented in England, or french fries in France. What a world we live in. I wish I could break free, back to where I'm supposed to be. I'm Kyle Chernside, and you're listening to the Signal to Noise podcast, pre-recorded a week ago, or two, possibly. How this comes out, yeah, or two. Um, I'm joined tonight by my friend and co-host Chris Leonard, and my other friend and co-host Custer. Hello, hello. And uh, tonight is a special night. Special night. If you're watching it during the day, it could be a special day too. Not discounting day or night. And if you're watching this, um, somehow you have hacked into my computer apparently and are able to actually watch this. So apparently you're probably just listening. Probably just listening. (laughs) It's it's day or night. It doesn't matter. Well, yes, we brought, we're bringing Hannah Goodine back on. Now, many of you have probably know Hannah as a guest uh, host. However, I want to flip the cards and I want to interview Hannah as our guest tonight because she deserves it. Let's grill her. Thank you. Let's <laughs> grill her. Um, Let the but, interrogation begin, guys. <laughs> First, let's do some quick spotlight. housekeeping. Um, Quick housekeeping, um, depending on when this comes out, uh, you may or may not have heard more about this, but um, Michael Lawrence is a published exactly. author, uh, some asshole, um, and <laughs> uh, Michael Lawrence has put out a book, and if you're anywhere related to any of our communities, you've probably heard of this, but I'm still going to beat a dead horse. Um, it's called Between the Lines Concepts in Sound System Design and Alignment, and I am going to be the biggest televangelist for this book, more so than I already have been. Um, I believe, I genuinely believe that this is a, um, a ga- game-changing book within live sound. Um, I have no vested stake in this, so I'm saying this purely out of my heart. Um, and I got my copy uh, as of recording here uh, yesterday. I'm halfway through the book. 
Um, it's very readable, even for a high school dropout like myself. Uh, this is for anyone in uh, beginning in in audio, and and I care, you know, how long you've been in the industry, you can get something out of this book. So uh, there'll be a link in the description. Please go check it out. We're gonna put an episode out possibly before this one. Who knows more about it with Michael? So I'm not gonna go into too detail, but it literally it's as close as you can get as being mentored directly by Michael on how his brain works in designing, deploying, and optimizing systems without actually being right next to him. That's the shortest way I can say that what the book is like. Um, so anyway, that's the biggest housekeeping I have. CFX is coming up October. I should probably have the dates in front of me, like 24, 25, 26, something like that in Dallas. Right before Halloween. Yes. Um, and uh, Michael, Kyle, and I will all be out there. Hannah, are you, you're probably not going to be. Are you going to be out there? I don't know yet. I don't think Rational's going to send me, but gotcha. uh, I might try to take the time off to go. I don't know yet. We'll, okay. we'll see what happens. Uh, um, that, but while, that was... we're, while we're talking about Michael, um, yes. I just want to give my two cents about the book, too. Um, yes. I've read it three times now over the course of him writing it. I'm super, super proud of him. Super happy he put it yes. out there. It's such a good book. I recommend it to everybody. Please go buy it. Please support him. He deserves it. Yes, 100%. Hundred percent. I would love to learn how to be a. I get home. I know. I uh, like everybody's got their uh, hot off the press copies here, and I feel left out. Like I want to be a real sound engineer, so I need to go ahead and get this book. (laughs) (laughs) I I like how Chris said, "No matter how young or old," because um, I'm, I'm remembering a lot of things from previous podcasts that we have, and just discussions that we've had amongst ourselves. And that's one of the things is like young or old, I, I believe that there's a takeaway from all this stuff. And, and um, I see a lot of, you know, engineers and people my age that are kind of like the, like they don't need that or it's not going to mm. work for them. Well, I, yep. I am living proof that conversations from our podcast and conversations from our text messages and Facebook and discord come back up almost daily. So Young or old, skilled or not, read the book. Yes. So speaking of young, and I don't mean that derogatory way, um, one of the reasons why you, Chris, I am young. <laughs> one of the reasons why I wanted to, to um, interview or have a more of a conversation with Hannah is that many of you have. Um, kind of heard about some of her progression her you know she's kind of lived her journey out loud a little bit as being a guest host with us and we've talked about it in drips and drabs but um you know uh i want to talk about hannah's trajectory in a very short amount of time and what she's been able to do and the many different things she's involved with right so she uh and I'll, I'll do a short synopsis and i'll let hannah talk a little bit more but you know she graduated from Huntington university um and uh, uh, was able to land an amazing job at Rational Acoustics, uh, which is no small feat in and of itself. So, you know, she's working on the manufacturer side of things. Uh, so we're going to get into that and what that looks like. Um, she's still freelancing and doing other gigs. Um, and uh, also, um, the Audio Nerd Book Club has really taken off, which um, she's kind of helped launch that. Uh, so we're going to get into that. So that's there's uh, so much to, to do there, but uh, or to talk talk about there so hannah can you give us the cliff notes of so you went to hussington why did you go there you left there trying to figure out what the hell do i do now you landed a gig at rational so what's what what did that look like yeah so i guess i'll I'll start from the very very beginning um a lot of you out there probably already know part of this because i've talked about it before but 
Um, I've wanted to do audio since I was in eighth grade, right in middle school. Um, my dad took me to school. It's the only time he ever drove me to school. And um, on the way, he asked me what I wanted to do. I had tried like six or seven different instruments at that point, and nothing stuck. Um, but all I wanted to do was something music related. Um, and he told me that I could do audio and I could mix, you know, mix all of the sounds, basically, mm. is how he put it at that time. Um, and well, I did never he, looked back a, from that did day. He have a, did he have a background in audio? Not formally or anything. I mean, he he plays a bunch of different instruments, um, pretty much anything with strings, anything guitar like mm. he can play. Um, and his dad too also did a lot of that. Um, but he never did any audio. I, I mean, he might've touched a Mackie mixer, but that's about it. He, he really <laughs> doesn't do anything audio related. Um, so, you know, he just told me that it was a possibility, um, just from going to shows and watching it happen. Um, he's super interested in the tech and stuff, but, nice. um, never got into it. So from that day on, I never looked back. Um, I've always done audio since then. Um, I did a couple of shows in high school. And um, my grandmother, my dad's mom, actually lives um, 10 minutes away from Hudson, um, from NESCOM, um, the New England, New England School of Communications, which is where I went. Um, and so I looked at, um, we drove by one time when we were visiting my grandmother, and I said, okay, that's where I'm going to go. Um, it's the only school that I applied to. Um, I talked to um, one of our former, former podcast guests, uh, Eric Ferguson. Um, one time when I was up there, he had me shadow one of the classes. Um, it, it was, you know, the the entry level live sound one basic class. And I left and I texted my mom when I was leaving that I already felt like I was at home there. Awesome. Um, so that's where I went. Um, I mean, I could talk about Nescom and, and education, you know, <laughs> for hours we have before. <laughs> No, that was it was um, a great episode. We, so we we it was very interesting to have a conversation with an educator on hey, should you go to audio school or not, right? And it was a very good open conversation. Um, and there's obviously we're not going to get into that now. All those, but I mean, go back mm-hmm. and listen to that. I don't know the number off the top of my head, but you can you know search and find the name. Fifty something, I think. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Good grief. Um, and uh, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> How many times have um, you yeah, went so, back and, and spoke to Mr. Ferguson since you've been out? Oh, that's uh, me and Eric are really good friends. We talk it, it, at minimum once a month. Um, when Michael's in, in Bangor next month, um, me and Eric are going to go and, and visit him. So I'm going to go up there and get to visit the campus and see Michael and um, talk to Eric and hopefully talk to some of the kids too. Um, but I talked to Eric a lot. He's still awesome. one of my one of my mentors, one of my good friends. Um, he does mean a lot to that's me. That's an awesome relationship. Um, that's what I. That's one of the things yeah. that I wanted to follow up with you on your on your travels is how much you're still involved with your your school and your professor. And that episode was wicked. I've listened to it several times myself. Like, uh, we should probably put another link for people to go back. Yeah, I'll put I'll put it in the description. Yep. Yeah. Um, me and Eric talk quite a bit and, um, you know, now we're at the point where we bounce ideas off of each other. It's not just, you know, him teaching me, it's, it's, we're teaching each other, which is lots of fun. Um, so that's kind of how I got into audio. Um, but you know, uh, my third year in school, I went, um, I was in a sound system optimization class, um, from Eric 
And during that same semester, uh, we went to AES New York um, in 2019. Mm. And that's where I met Michael. Um, and he quickly became one of my best friends and mentors. Um, super, super thankful for him. I really wouldn't be where I am today without him. Is is, is that um, the site where you saw Jamie Anderson for the first time and he has that picture? <laughs> or No. that's That was a month later or so. Oh, okay. that person. <laughs> <laughs> so I I meet Michael. This is a really funny story. Uh, I I meet Michael and I meet Jamie and Bob at the same time while I'm there. Um, and then a few weeks later, the school takes us to Parsons Audio Expo, which is another super tiny conference. Um, it's in Massachusetts. And so I go there and I text Michael and I'm like, I know Rational is going to be there. I know Jamie's going to be there. Um, and so Michael bullies me into going to say hi. <laughs> Uh, he like he texted Jamie and Chris and said that you know I should go say hi or I was gonna go say hi so at that point I had to um so I go up and um and say hi or whatever and Chris snaps a funny picture of me talking to talking to <laughs> Jamie and then somebody else snaps a picture of me and Chris talking um and so now Michael likes to haunt me with these photos of the first time that I met my now two bosses that I talk to every day so <laughs> um funny anecdote there i guess but yeah, yeah. for sure That's um, so cool. but yeah i i took this i took this optimization class i fell in love with um really just like the science part of audio um, mm-hmm. thinking about the objectiveness that comes with um optimization and being able to have a measured result of something um and i learned smart in that class um, and the more I talked to Michael and the more I dove into this, the more I realized that I wanted to be a system tech. Um, a few months later, COVID happened and we all know how that's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but during that, it's, had you graduated yeah, right. before COVID started? No, um, this was my junior year of college. Okay. So, um, I took this class in the fall of my junior year in the spring of my junior year, um, was when COVID happened. We all got sent home. Um, around the time that we got sent home, Rational started putting out the the SOFA webinars mm. that I happen to know so well now because I've done so much <laughs> work with them. <laughs> um, but I watched, I would leave my classes early with Eric to go watch the the SOFA episodes that were being broadcasted. Um, and then real I quick, just sort real of... quick, to not lose anyone, yeah. what, is, what, what does SOFA stand for? Oh, sorry. Uh, it's the Smart Operator Fundamentals Online. Um, it's just the, the series of webinars that Rational Acoustics put out, um, you know, in May-ish Which, of the pandemic. For, for the record, a quick plug here for that, right? So I don't think people, I, I think many people don't realize the resource that is sitting on YouTube for free, right? So I've been through five smart classes, right? And everything that they did in that SOFO is basically the first two days curriculum that they do in any of these smart classes that you pay to go to. And it's free on freaking YouTube right now. So you are a fool if you want to know anything about smart and you haven't digested the 12 plus hours of SOFO stuff on the Rash Acoustics YouTube site. So anyway, I'm just yeah, throwing it out there. I'm a fool. Um, yeah. They- <laughs> <laughs> I well, you know what? need to find you, that. You can just call me, too. <laughs> well, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. I just, I just, 
I just yeah. it's it it, it 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 I find it funny. And look, and, oh, look, of course, if people don't know that it exists, and I understand that, right? But it's more of like, I mean, it's th- that's one really cool thing that happened with our industry, right? But in the pandemic, is that uh, we just opened the floodgates of resources, right? We just said mm-hmm. everybody who knows something is going to say something about it over COVID. And there's not a topic out there that you can't find. Some of it you may need to pay for. Great, fine, whatever. But there are a ton of free resources out there. And is this not a replacement for you to go to an in-person smart class? So um, I'm not saying that. But I mean, for people who just don't have the ability, whether it's funds, whether it's location, whether it's whatever, time, all those things, uh, nothing should stop you from uh, digesting what's on there anyway yeah even even michael pointed out to me like the episodes like the must watch ones mm. so mm-hmm. 12 plus hours is a lot to digest in everybody's sure. capacity but michael gave me he was like watch this one this one this one and this one and then ask me questions mm-hmm. and, I'll, and i'll shoot you to the next one i literally had to watch like four or five episodes a few times of that sofo stuff and it really it came together that that's that's what's odd about it. It did come together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does take a couple times. It, it really yeah. does take a couple times. I mean, don't ask me how many times I've sat through Sofo at this point because you don't want to know. But um, after, you know, three or four watches of the, the key points, and if you want to know them, I'm sure you can find a way to contact me. I'm on everything, I'm everywhere. <laughs> These guys know how to find me. Um, I am everywhere. But, um, I, I am. <laughs> um, but I mean, part of my job now, I know we'll get, we'll probably get to it more later, but now that I work for Rational, my, most of my job is support. So like you can call the office and talk to me and I'll walk you through whatever you want. Um, it's, you know, probably my favorite part about my job is helping people solve their, awesome. their audio issues. So, but yeah, um, back to the pandemic and like, having this wealth of information (laughs) i don't i mean my parents would attest to this but i don't think i took a break from audio that entire semester like if if i wasn't eating or sleeping i was doing something audio related and asking questions to somebody and learning something or watching some video um that's just like that's my brain i really enjoy doing that um but you know the the wealth of information that kind of opened up to me um right around that time just because one it was all all of a sudden all the way out there and two i was at a point in my understanding where i actually like could understand what people were talking mm-hmm. about instead of yeah. just getting confused um well it it's super, it's super tough when you don't have um I'll be honest. I mean, look, it, it's tough to consume some of the stuff when you don't have the real world experience to back it up, right? So I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not saying the sofa was the easiest thing to digest. It's even when I say multiple times, right? So I mean, that's, um, so that's admirable of you and where you were in your uh, career and life and whatever. Um, there, there are people, um, like Sam, who it's, it's literally mind blowing how it could, they can, you can just Michael or, uh, the book or um, like Bob's book or whatever, or smart classes can be presented to them once. Um, and they just get, I, it. I'm not I mean? like that. <laughs> I can't do that. I mean, Michael will attest to this um, if anybody asks him, but I, I've read Bob's book three times now and I still learn something. I mean, everybody will probably learn something their third time through that book, but I have to work so hard to understand some of these concepts that just like most people just get. Um, yeah. But is it the is it the math I, side to hang? Is it the math side that hangs you up? 
mostly like okay. math and me just don't get along. Um, yeah, same here. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. Words are tough sometimes, words and paper. <laughs> what do we say? Uh, reading is hard. <laughs> a couple weeks back. Reading is hard. Yes. Yeah, that's reading is reading is easy for me that's why i started the book club but um <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's i got out of school and then decided that i wanted more homework basically sorry um but hey, no, it's, I, it's, it's awesome but uh math is is a huge struggle for me and connecting what i'm reading to what's happening in the real mm, world is yep. a really big one like i can understand a lot of what's written down um, and I can understand what I'm doing at a gig or, you know, with a speaker in front of me. Um, but connecting the two concepts together has been a really, really big struggle. So I'm still working on that all the time. Um, another thing I like about working at Rational is that I have a, a training room with a bunch of gear that I can just go play with whenever I want. So it's awesome. Yeah. So I have a question. Um, so over, over okay. COVID you're digesting this plethora of information you're trying to like understand the real world applications of it so did you do anything like write it out on paper were you going through like math and signal flow charts like what what did you do anything to try to make an application out of it without necessarily having the resources other than the information available to try to help wrap your brain around some of the concepts that were being presented to you so I was super lucky because I was a student at a school that had a bunch of gear and all that gear was just sitting there doing nothing because nah. there were no students there. So I called Eric. Sick. Thank you, Eric. And I said, hi, can I borrow a speaker and an amp and a processor? And he said, yes. So I drove Sick. my butt up two hours, got some gear. And uh, in my parents' guest room, I set up um, a biamped wedge and like played with it for days on end um so that was that was actually the summer of of covid was me playing with a speaker in my parents uh, that's awesome (laughs) but yeah so i i made a lot of effort to try to um, connect the dots there um and there was a lot of 11 o'clock at night phone calls to michael saying i don't understand this what am i missing um so he was a really big resource there too all right, so coming out of the pandemic, you're going to graduate university. Yes. Um, so I go through another school year with um, a bunch more classes, um, a lot of um, smart in the the senior level classes. Um, I um, During that year, um, Rational asked me to um, write study guides for the, the SOFO um, classes that we mentioned. Um, so if you take a an online class, fundamentals class with Rational now, um, part of that will be watching some of those videos and going through um, a study guide I made and some labs that we made as a as a team um, to you know help understand as you go through it, um, which was something I wish I had when I went through them. Um, so I did that while I was still in school, um, and then I graduated in the spring, um, and I nothing really happened for a while because we were still in, you know, the pandemic. Um, yeah, but so you I were looking. I mean, you, yeah, you, you were looking. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, was, I, I, I talked to you about possibly coming down and working for me. I mean, we had yeah. a lot of, you know, yeah. 
speaking of Kyle talking to me, I'm I'm working with uh with Scorpio on Sunday, so that's still yeah, happening. Um, out, I'll I'll say Andy. hi to hi to Andy. Yeah, I'll say hi to Andy for you. Um, but um, things did happen. I mean, I I made a lot of new connections. I talked to a lot of people, um, like Chris, like Kyle, um, and I worked locally a lot. Um, the venue I grew up going to um, is the State Theater in Portland, Maine. Um, and, um, their now production manager, Kyle, um, and I, um, became friends and I did monitor engineering, I monitor engineering for them for a few months. Um, I made a bunch of local friends there. Um, I miss Portland a lot now because I made all these friends and then moved away a few months later. Um, but in the fall of 2021, I guess, if that makes sense, um, I, uh, rational called me and said, you know, do you want to work remotely a little bit here and there? Um, so I did that for a while, a lot of education stuff, a lot of, um, going to classes and answering support emails, um, instead of the phone, like I do now and, um, still, you know, doing a bunch of stuff locally. Um, and then in February or actually in, around Christmas time, I came down for the, the rational Christmas party and they, uh, they asked me if I wanted to move down and get a full-time job so merry christmas so that's where i am i yeah it was a great christmas present it was like three days before christmas the the party happened and then everybody got covid the next day because none of the people at the party had covid (laughs) but i got a job out of it so i didn't mind (laughs) did you get covid out of it yeah i didn't get covid i didn't i was i I was covid free Mm. i want to say that i admired your trials and tribulations that you were going through with that because i i really think that you put yourself into a position of networking that a lot of people pass over and 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 i saw a lot of uncomfortable hannah Mm -hmm. at that time Mm -hmm. and it was so cool and admirable that you just pushed through it and made the choice for yourself and they called you i mean Mm -hmm. that that is a rarity in this business that um, a newly graduated, fresh out of COVID person gets called for your services. And mm-hmm. you you were at CFX with us. You went to all the things with Michael that he drug you to. You talked to Chris and I like, I, I, I admire that because that comfort zone is hard to step out of for anyone. And you, you landed in a good spot. So my next question is, do you miss mixing now? I still mix. Uh, I do most of my weekends are not sitting in this apartment doing nothing. Most of my weekends are at shows. Um, I, I work, I mean, I think I've had three or four weekends off since I moved in February. So like, I'm still mixing, I'm still doing shows. I'm not sitting on my butt and working, you know, in an office all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely, I miss being I miss doing it more. Um, sitting at a desk is not my favorite thing in the world, but um, I like that I get to use a lot of brain power, um, you know, in my nine to five, and then I get to go to a show and use the other side of my brain, if that makes sense. Um, sure. It's two very different things, and both of them give me a lot of joy. Um, I like solving, I like problem solving, and that's kind of the 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 whole thing you know everything i do has some sort of problem solving some sort of thing that needs to be fixed 
um, a lot of what I do at Rational isn't just, you know, helping other people. It's also like, you know, updating all the firmware and making sure our Dante system actually works in the office was one of the projects I did. Um, making sure that our training system is like, you know, ready to go for the next class we do. Um, it's sort of whatever needs to get done. I kind of do at this point, which is fun. Um, but I'm, I'm still doing sound, which is what's important. That's awesome. So your what's your, I know rational likes to do funny titles. What is your <laughs> primary title and role at rational? I don't have a funny one. I usually people choose them themselves and I'm terrible at that. So if anybody has a funny job title to give me, uh, I, let me know. Uh, um, but you got one. Uh, I'll work it out. I'll, I'll work it out. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> but, but, uh, officially I'm the application support specialist. So, uh, oh, yeah, I, you know, any, basically any audio support is me. <laughs> which for an audio <laughs> program there's a lot of audio support to be needed yeah yeah um i mean there's there's two there's two sets of support there's like all of the audio application stuff and then there's all of like the licensing stuff um and both me and casey the other support person do kind of both um but i am not a, a licensing guru by any means and if you call me with a licensing problem if it's more complicated than one of the three things i know how to do you're probably going to get sent to casey uh, and the opposite is true of, of him with audio um a lot of it is kind of just working as a team to to figure out what people need but yeah what what has surprised you most about working at a manufacturer um that's a really good question. Um, I was surprised at how much I like coming up with new features and new ideas. Um, I've always been somebody who just kind of like uses the tools that are in front of me. Um, but now I'm coming up with or people are sending in like, I have this problem to solve. And I'll be like, okay, we can't do that right now. But how could we do that for, mm. you know, the next version or the next release or whatever? Um, so that's become really fun. Um, Which, another thing what, I like is I, what? Sorry. Well, I was going to say in that Go vein, ahead. you know, uh, Jamie talks about this in the class. Um, there's the whole, um, rock, pebble, sand, beer mentality, right? So like there are the, there's yeah. the, there's the big, you know, so sometimes problems that come in or, or, or things that need to be updated are rocks or like the big, the, the primary things that you fit into like a glass first. Right. And then after that, you put pebbles in after they put sand in it, eventually you put beer. That's a, you know, but if you put all beer into the glass first, then you, then you can never put the big things. Right. So like, so sometimes mm -hmm. things that are the beer or the pebbles or the sand or whatever need to be put on a shelf for a minute before you work on the big blocks. So that's Jamie's yeah. way of describing. Zero rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Coronas. Uh, I'm a little. I'm a. I'm a little. Yeah. I'm at least IPAs. Come on, give me credit here. I'm not, I'm not just drinking Coronas, but anyway. Respect. So I, I just it, it. Yeah. Anyone who's been through a, a Jamie class or Chris or whatever, the rock, pebble, sand, beer thing kind of sticks with you. So that's yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. That's a big one. Um, another thing that I I didn't realize that um, I was gonna like was. Like, um, I really like research and development, um, mm. which I kind of thought I was going to like, but I had never done it before. So I was a little 
I don't know. I don't want to say nervous because it's just playing with gear, right? But um, when pe- a lot of people will send us things and be like, can you test this out or can you make this um, make your API work with this? Um, so uh, like a bunch of products, um, the one that comes off the top of my head is like the Waves Tracked plugin um, mm-hmm. interfaces with Smart Directly. So any of those products, not any of them, most of them, um, we, you know, test before they, they kind of go out in the world. Um, so I've done a little bit of that, which has been fun. Um, I have a couple DSPs that I just play with because I can because they're there, which is fun. So um, having things at my disposal that I wouldn't necessarily have in a different environment has been fun. Let's talk real quick. How um, people may not realize this, and it's grown massively in the last year. How small is Rational Acoustics, right? Because you might think this thing that, like, just about every, right. I mean, I was mind blown two things in the last couple of years as I've come come on board with Signals and Noise, and 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 you know, I was doing some early beta testing with Smart a few years ago. Um, first off, to realize how technically small ProSound Web and LiveSound International is, and then also how mm-hmm. small Rational is, and for something that's used by so many people, how small is Rational Acoustics? So uh, before I mentioned me and Casey. Um, we are the only two support people at Rational. So like, first there's that, you know, you are going to talk to one of two people if you have a problem, it's me or Casey. Um, but in the office, I think we have 10 people total right now. And then we have two coders and then we have Michael and then we have Gavin who's on the West coast. So, and, and like, like pre pandemic, it was like, 14 it people. was pre-pandemic is like half of that right i mean that was yeah um we added a um like secretary um we added me um casey came on right before the pandemic um and michael wasn't far behind that so um we've added you know four or five people in the last couple years during a pandemic which is insane Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I count myself lucky that, you know, I've been the newest edition during a pandemic. <laughs> that is absolutely mind numbing that that's that <laughs> small of a crew and it's such a ubiquitous mm-hmm. program. Like I, yeah. it, how many, oh my gosh, like every single gig I've done in the past couple years, there's somebody with a smart rig and like, mm-hmm. That is, that is nuts. Uh, do you think that it, is it cause you're the only game in town that that's doing this? You think that like it has become such so, like the industry standard? We're not the only game in town, but we are the only game in town that's in constant development. Right. Okay. So there, there are other programs out there that do this. Um, and there's a bunch of free programs out there that do this. Um, and, you know, if you're starting out, I'm not going to tell you to go buy Smart. I'm going to go tell you to get OpenSoundMeter or one of the, or, or Rumi Q Wizard um, to test things out and, you know, try it. Um, but we, Smart has been in constant development for over 20 years. So longer than I've been alive, Smart has been a product. And about as long as I've been alive, people have constantly been adding features and working on it and working mm-hmm. with our customers. Um, Jamie likes to say that we're crowdsourced. So like, you Pretty know, much. you have a feature request, email me, email us. It'll go to the right person. Cause there's only 13 of us. So you're not going to get lost. Right. Um, and it will at the very least be considered for the next version, if not, you know, in it. Um, so we really pride ourselves on helping people and, um, you know, educating our users and making sure that people have what they need. 
um, which not everybody does. I would say that's one thing I think rational above many other manufacturers across the auto industry is so educational focused. I don't know that there's a, I don't know. I don't know. There's another manufacturer that's more educational focused or, I mean, I mean I, I, there's some are very close uh, or maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more, but I mean, it's up there. I mean, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's, and like, and what well, I love is like, if you've ever been to like a, a smart class, the first, the first day, a uh, day and a half has nothing to do with smart, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like there's it's yeah. fundamentals, right? Like you know, uh, frequencies and our frequencies, uh, phase is phase. Like there's all these like fundamentals that if you don't understand these things, right? And we don't have to get all of this, but I'm just saying, like it's if you don't understand these, then these squiggly lines on the screens don't mean shit, right? And so um, yeah. the beauty, yeah. So from an education standpoint, it's been amazing what ra- Jamie has obviously spearheaded this, but what Rational as a whole has done for the industry. A lot I of mean, companies to that too, Chris is, is the first episode of your class is usually like for DMB. It's linear theory, speaker mm-hmm. theory, you know, it doesn't, they don't even talk about DMB for yep. two bits. And, and I think that's brilliant because uh, it, it, like I said, you're never too old to learn something. And if, and if you skim over that first part, the, the rest of it is really lines that don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool way to teach the course. Another another thing to just kind of quickly throw in there is that um, when analyzers first kind of came out, kind of before my time, I am new, um, but when analyzers first came out, um, a lot of engineers did not trust them. Sure. So, um, you know, the pioneers um, that kind of brought analyzers into the market, they had to fight to even like kind of get their piece of the pie at all. They had to fight to prove that it was a worthy thing to have that front of house. And, you know, we've won that battle as, as Jamie does like to say. Um, but there's a lot of kind of what's the black magic behind this still. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to combat that and say, there's no magic. Like it's we're we're taking the data you give us and showing it to you. Um, so, you know, that's another thing is that it's not, our industry as a whole is still really new when it comes to um, a lot of things. You know, when you think of other industries, um, when you think of being a doctor, there have been doctors in some sort of form for a very, very long time. Um, but when you think of audio, it hasn't yeah, been that long. Hundreds of years uh, mm-hmm. uh, go into the medical field practice, right? We are mm-hmm. we are barely over 50 years old in our industry. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. Being, yeah, being generous. Yeah, exactly. As as an industry, I mean, you know, as an industry, I mean, Woodstock at 1969, we still weren't really an industry yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 insane how how still in an infancy our our industry really is. Mm-hmm. So, like you talk about, you know, array theory being taught in a, a manufacturer a speaker manufacturer's class, and you talk about you know, analyzer theory being talked about in a smart class. Um, that's because we have to do that because our, our there are no there's no common knowledge basis in our industry yet. Um, we're working to get there, and we've come a really long way. Um, but there's still not a not a basis of education that everybody comes in knowing, like there and, is for a doctor or someone else. 
I have been to manufacturer trainings in the last 10 to 15 years that what I was taught by those manufacturers is legitimately flat out wrong. Right, because that's because we were so new as an industry that what was thought, the assumptions, whatever, what we've discovered now, what I learned maybe 10, 15 years ago was legitimately wrong science, wrong, um, wrong mental space, all those things. And we're still in a, mm-hmm. we're still educating to that. And that's <laughs> to point back to Michael's book, you know, right? I mean, that's a lot of where, you know, he's kind of standing on the shoulders of either those either failed attempts or whatever and, and correcting course on some a lot of myths and misnomers uh, from our industry. And I guess, you know, bringing it back to rational, um, that's one of our goals too, is just kind of keep things on the right path, um, keep things scientific in a lot of ways. Um, keep it there's maybe. maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, there's, I like to say that there's kind of two parts of our industry. There's the creative side and there's the science side. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you can talk to an engineer who is all science, um, meaning like an electrical engineer, um, or you can talk to a musician who's all creativity, um, but audio engineering is where both of those things meet. Mm-hmm. So, um, thank you. Um, yeah. So being able to um, take, you know, this scientific, like physics, hard law, basically, and still make something creative out of that that's something really special that that only us in in audio or in entertainment really get to do no that's so true i mean like <clears throat> i i got into this like at the tail end of flown clusters 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 of um like k like kf850s like 12 12 850s all smashed together and just pointing in every direction you could possibly think of and it was like within two or three years that was non-existent anymore it just went to the wayside and uh, the it feels feels like the manufacturers moved so quickly into the new line array technology that the science didn't have a chance to keep up (laughs) and there was just there's you know how many different boxes would came out in the past 10 12 years like mm-hmm. I, I think about the i went through the uh the aw adaptive training and they were they were they were just trying to figure out if they could even do it and it worked kind of had its moments it but like it took them like you know till version 2 to really like figure out how to be uh, usable and accessible and understandable because it's like they they made something that was too heady for anyone who didn't have like a uh, uh, a neck gear certification with switches to understand what was going on mm. um I, which brings me to my question hannah like how often or how much does rational have if any manufacturers coming to them with loudspeaker designs like, is that something that you guys would partner with, say, a DMB, a Meyer, an EAW, or at least give insight, maybe not a partnership? Is that something that happens or is not so much? I'm just curious. Um, just to give a little background before I super dive into that question, um, a couple different people that owned the company, Jamie, Karen, 
um, I think Kelvert too, actually, um, used to work for a number of different speaker manufacturers. So no, we don't really give out um, advice directly as a company when it comes to manufacturing like that. Okay. Um, that being said, um, we have friends. So, you know, if somebody comes up to one of us with a design and has a question, you know, we're going to talk to them about it, but that's like anybody in the industry, you know, we all bounce ideas off of each other. Sure. Um, but there's no direct consulting that I know of. Um, but, um, you know, we are a collaborative bunch. We like to talk to people and, and bounce ideas off of each other and solve issues. So it could happen. Interesting. I was just curious about that. Yeah. And I'm wondering about like the science and creativity that go into the, the white papers and things that um, manufacturers do release, you know, and, and uh, we're, we're doing a lot of myth busting now because the science is a lot more accurate. And I always get mm-hmm. on Michael about the creativity part of it. The, the mm-hmm. playing the horseshoes, you get as close as you possibly can. Of course the science is correct, but in a real living situation, you can only get it as close as you possibly can. Um, are, are those things that you take into account, like when you said you were learning at home and setting up speakers and stuff, did you find a lot of anomalies that were just off the, the scientific base or just close, but like you needed Michael to help explain it or a, a reason behind why it was happening the way it was? There are definitely things, I mean, not just when I was, you know, doing things at home, but when I'm on gigs or anything, um, I'll do something and I won't expect the outcome. I think we've all been there and done that. Um, But when that happens, I'll go back and try to find an answer for why. Um, Usually I find one or if I don't, somebody I know can and will help me find one. Um, I mean, the laws of physics are the laws of physics. Um, That being said, you know, when you're at a show, you do what you got to do to make things happen. Um, it might not be the right way all the time, but um, the show's got to go on. I don't know if that answers the question fully, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like, I haven't, I don't feel that yet in my career. I won't say I won't, but um, I don't feel like yet I have found something that's been like my big contribution. Um, I don't feel like I've, I've discovered a new piece of, um, a piece of science yet. I feel like that's one of my professional goals in life is to find something that that's cool. I've solved. Um, but I will say that, um, that exploring, um, is, is a daily thing that I like to do. So I'm always looking for, um, for a new thing to solve or a new, um, a new obsession, I guess, um, because usually um, at you know nine o'clock at night, um, I'm not just sitting at home doing nothing. I'm usually playing around with something audio related, or doing something for the book club, or talking to people about something audio related. Um, there's not much time that my brain stops thinking about audio, which is a whole other conversation. But- no, well, that's uh, that's actually a great segue. So let's. Um- I had another question, but I'll save it. Um, let's talk about the Audio Nerd Book Club. Um, how did that come about? Uh, uh, how is that going? All that. What's your What's your elevator okay. pitch there? Because there's a lot going on um, there that people should know about. Nerd alert. There's a lot. And 
yes i mean it's the audio nerd book club so yes nerd alert. <laughs> Love um, it. <laughs> if, if you're not if you're not nerdy you probably shouldn't be listening to this anyway so <laughs> um this this started <laughs> bye kyle <laughs> kyle, kyle Kyle, it's nine o'clock at night and you're talking about audio on a podcast. You're nerdy enough. <laughs> but um but it started because I got eight chapters into um Bob's book, the the sound systems design and optimization book, um, and couldn't focus on it anymore. Um I had put it down for six to eight months and just wasn't into it. And um, I wasn't in school anymore, so um, I talked to my one of my friends, but now my boyfriend, David, um, David Williams, and was like, I need help. I need some motivation to keep going through this. Do you want to read it with me? It was actually his idea to start a group of people um, reading it together, so we put it out to some of our friends, um, and all of a sudden there was all of this kind of, um, all of this interest that we weren't expecting. Um, so, you know, I, I may, two days I may later, have, I might have uh, shared it in a few places. Well, it, it, at that <laughs> point you wouldn't even, you didn't even know about it at this point. I mean, oh, okay. two days later is when I, when I started the actual discord server and started really planning it and pitched it to people. And then Chris was awesome and shared it about a million times to every place we could possibly think of. And, you know, a few days later we had, you know, 200 people in the server and we were like, okay, well, we can't drop this now. It's, it's going to be a thing. <laughs> um, so we started with the, the, with Bob's book um, in the server, it's called the green book. Um, and since then, uh, well, not even really since then, but a few weeks later, um, this was back in January, by the way, um, we started Bob's book on January 1st. Um, and a few weeks into that, we decided that we wanted to expand and do a, like a basics intro type book. So we did, um, we did Teddy Boyce's book, um, introduction to sound reinforcement. Um, and that went really, really well. Um, we have, I can actually look, I think we have 720. Oh, it jumped a lot in the last couple of days. 783. <laughs> yeah, 783 people in it right now. Um, most of them thanks to Chris. Um, but um, we have... No, 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 hold on. Most of those, <laughs> I, the Singleton Noise community, quite frankly, is where a lot yes. of that came from. Yes. So I, it's, I, I, I just merely push things out and tell people to go do things, <laughs> and people somehow manage to listen at some point. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> some people listen. Um, so there's, you know, 783 people in the actual Discord server. We are on Facebook. We are on LinkedIn. Um, we have a, a, a website. Uh, maybe you guys can link it in the in the description. Yep, absolutely. Um, but um, we probably have 20 to 30 people who actually um, contribute all the time. Um, we have, you know, five or six people who contribute daily. Um, people like me who can't put it down. Um, but we have probably 30 people who, who revolve when they have the time. Um, we do monthly meetings on the, the green book. Um, we're about to start the, the Yamaha sound reinforcement handbook. We're doing um, like mini sessions on that. So instead of going through the whole thing, um, I broke it into five different sections and left out a couple of the older bits. Um, so we're kind of hopping around based on interest in that one. Um, but that's starting a week from yesterday. What? Just kind of like the Catholic Church, you just take out chapters. 
<laughs> so what um, when you're talking about the go, go ahead Custer. Uh, like when you're talking about like the the like the Yamaha uh side like is that so does that dive into like the Dante integration between Yamaha and no. some of these things like I, <laughs> no, I don't I can't no. read so, I I don't know so I I just push faders I don't know enough about this shit like <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean the the Yamaha yeah. Sound Reinforcement book is probably the original air quotes Bible of yeah. of of audio training books. It's it's gotcha. sort of the, I unfortunately the learned audio by basics like Bible. I blew up so many amps and speakers, and that's how I learned. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that it's doesn't work. <laughs> because it's more written as like an electrical engineer, and yeah, that stuff works. Opposed to being the creative side, it really is. And like, if you need to know how the microphone works, all the polar patterns, everything like that, it's 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 well descript. It is hard. It's a hard mm-hmm. read, a hard read. But that's I've why I had, broke it down. Yeah, I've I've always had an interest for the electrical side, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's hard to use the moniker engineering if you don't have some kind of background in the electrical aspect of it. And I think that's so cool, dude. I used to blow shit up all the time. And, and I, I live by this now. Neil Tyson DeGrasse, he said that um, kids are born scientists. And Hannah is an example of that. We are born scientists. And until you tell us not to do something, we're going to keep doing it. Like, don't stick the fork in there. You know, yeah, no, stick the fork in there. You know, because you've got to figure out what's going to be the outcome of those things. And that's kind of like the sound reinforcement guide is is it's the electrical approach to creating audio in electrical right. sense. It's such but a let, cool book. I, let's I hope be honest. This. this thing this thing was published January one of nineteen eighty-eight. Now, mm-hmm. here's the thing. I was driving cars. I would say probably ninety percent of this book still stands true. Right. Obviously, the parts that yeah. you know, Hannah's probably cutting out of the things that maybe have you know, not, not that not true, but maybe not relevant. It's probably more the the, the right. Right. All of the things I cut out just aren't relevant anymore. Um, right. They were true, you know, when it was written, and some of it is still really interesting. Um, so part of it's kind of just like you know, if you want this, please ask questions about it. But yeah. we're not gonna kind of crowdsource and make everybody go read it. It was the first sound book that my dad gave me as a kid. I mean, my for those who yeah. know my story, like my dad was a sound engineer, you know, part time on the side or whatever. But I mean, as a kid, I mean, I probably first saw this book in middle school, maybe high school um, is when I first saw this, you know, and uh, it was at the time the only thing I knew uh, until other things. But yeah. Uh, if, you'll, if you'll excuse me, I have to go. Uh, I have to go take audio engineer out of my email signature real quick. I'll be right. Back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead, Kyle. It was, it was just in a really odd section in the library too, because I remember going to the library to look for that book when I was young as well, because I was blowing up amplifiers and, and stuff like that, and I was feeling the crossover. But it was it was in a really odd category in the library like you had to really find it yeah it's it was probably like, there. like mechanical engineering probably or yeah something like, like in like there with like motor under. motors and cars and stuff like that yeah, <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thing. all right so cool hannah book. what have all right this is two parts um okay the same question but in two different areas 
what have you learned about yourself in your time at Rational? And what have you learned about yourself through the Audio Nerd Book Club and everything you've had to do with it? Because you've done social media, Discord, organizing chapter. Like, there's a lot that you have done besides just, hey, let's meet and talk about a book. All right, so let's, let's go Rational first. What have you learned about yourself through this time that you've been at Rational? Um. I guess I guess there's kind of there's two answers there. Um, the first one is something I've learned about the industry, which is that none of us actually know what we're doing. Um, we show yes. up to work and we do our best, but none of us actually know, which is fun. Um, so I've learned to not be as self conscious. Um, that's where the the me part comes into it. Um, you know, you guys have known me for the past what, two and a half years, probably, mm-hmm. um, and you've kind of seen me grow into um grow into this position um from you know somebody who was you know just in school and and terrified to say anything on this podcast um but uh i'm i'm not scared anymore which That's is awesome. the the biggest personal development that you know i could have asked for um it was you know something especially during covid um something i was i was just scared all the time um, mm-hmm. scared to say something wrong, scared to do something wrong, scared that nothing was going to work out. Um, but, you know, since starting at Rational, I've realized that, you know, I'm just some audio kid from Maine who likes to look at analyzers and is really nerdy. Um, but I ended up with all of these really amazing people around me and I get to learn every day. Um, so I'm not scared. What, what advice do you have for someone who is now in your shoes about to leave school or jumping into the industry who might be in the same mindset of being nervous, scared, whatever? What advice do you have for them? Don't be afraid to come say hi. Come say hi to me. Come say hi to Chris. Come say hi to Kyle. Come say hi to whoever else you look up to. Um, you know, these guys used to scare me, and now they're <laughs> some of my best friends. Um, and you know, you, you don't have anything to lose because none of us are actually that scary. Um, we all just kind of want to, Kyle's not scary. Kyle's Kyle's a teddy teddy bear. bear. He's scary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but don't, don't be scared. Uh, A swole teddy bear. Come say hi. Come talk to me. Come talk to us. Uh, pop into, into the discord or Facebook, ask advice. Nobody's going to think that you're doing something wrong or, that you're not smart enough to be there um, because just you asking a question means that you deserve it. Love it. You, Hannah, are crushing <laughs> every bit of anyone thinking that just because you're young, you cannot make a move in this industry without doing the right path. You are crushing that misconception. And what I wanted to do at the beginning, and I'm going to do it right now, is unpack your age for everybody. Because we've just had an intellectual conversation of what you've triumphed in the last two and a half years, and you've done it all on your own and lost the fear in in the thing. How does that make you feel? I mean, uh, you're a female, which I don't even like to get into. We know this. You're young, which I don't even like to get into but people need to know this. How do you feel? You're, you're crushing it right now. Seriously. I didn't think 
um, I'll say three years ago, I didn't think that what I've done so far was even remotely possible. Um, I work for my dream company with people that I was super, super scared to talk to. Um, and now I have, you know, conversations with them every day about how to make things better. Um, I did not think that that was nearly possible for me. I mean, Chris texted me today and, and said he wanted to interview me and I almost started crying. <laughs> I was just like, me? What? Um, no, you super deserve yeah. it. Like, so, super deserve it. I didn't, I like, I had only heard of I mean, you through these channels leading up to this. And now I'm taking engineer out of my email signature after having a conversation <laughs> with you because do I don't feel like an, a real engineer. Like, uh, no, an engineer, though. no, like super, no, super fascinating and mad props on the, just taking that leap of faith and like trusting yourself, knowing what you want and doing it. Cause like, I didn't at first and like <laughs> it, it, no, major props, major props. And like, and Kyle, like you said, like the, you know, young females in this business, Sam stopped in at my shop before she went out on tour. We hung for like two hours and she blew my mind. And again, like <laughs> it, it's, it's insane. absolutely insane. Like you guys are on another level. You're part of the next generation coming up and you're smoking 80% of the techs and people out there in this business and use that as leverage. just props, just props use that for real. Know if anyone gives you shit about your, your sex or your age or whatever, that they're just hating on you. They're hating on you because 100%. they're not. And, and that's if, like, why I don't like to talk about that shit because you guys have destroyed all misconceptions of that garbage. It's done. I mean, 1000%. I wish Sam was here right now because um, I know she would agree with me. But um, if you are young um, in this industry, regardless of your gender, um, if you are young, you are going to run into a lot of shit because you're young. Um, yeah. If you're a female in this industry, regardless of your age, you're going to run into a lot of shit. Um, but if you're a young female, it can be really, really hard. Um, yeah. People are going to look at you and say you can't do it. I still have people that look at me and say, you don't deserve to be here. You can't do that. Um, it, I mean, but I will load a truck. I will go mix. I will go to town. If you don't think I can do it, I will prove you wrong because I can, I have, I will. Um, so, you know, for all of you people out there, um, especially you young females, but you know, any of you don't be afraid to just go do it because, you deserve to be there too. You can do just as much as any of us have. That's right. We're not that special. We we just know what we want and we go for it. Quit, quit judging people on their color, their race, their religion, their mm -hmm. sexuality, whatever. You guys are the generation that you guys are going to quit talking about it finally. Mm -hmm. It's not even going to be something that we talk about. Like it, It's a bummer that we have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I know for me, awesome. like I... I have gotten really tired of the all dude buses in the past few years and like having some badass girls who like are out there just smoking the whole game is so refreshing. Cause it's like, yes, finally, like 
this is it's not just a boys club and it never was supposed to be a boys club and it just was for the longest time and uh yeah there's one girl i was on tour with years ago like she was absolutely crushing it carly she would she would lift anything like within reason but like the the only thing she couldn't do was she had this little box that she would stand on because she couldn't reach some stuff every now and then. And that was it. Like, that is the only <laughs> like, thing. There's plenty of dudes who have. Uh... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, yeah. man, give me a boost. Yeah. Uh, 100%. A side note to that, just real quick. Um, if you can't lift something and you can't do something, just speak up. Because ninety percent of the people in this industry will just say, "Okay, thank you for telling me. I'm glad that you said something so that nobody got hurt." Well, we got you. Um, that's not that's not a problem. That's not hindering you. If you can't do something, just speak up. Because there's a lot of things that I can't lift and I can't push, but that's okay. I've never had a problem at a show. I was a stagehand for most of my career so far. Um, people just want you to be safe. So, you know, keep that in mind. I'm only good at reaching things and lifting things. Like, I, Chris can attest to this. I live with all females. Like, and they're way better at everything. Than me. <laughs> and they can't reach it or lift it. And then they're like, where's dad? <laughs> all right. That's pretty much it. That's all I got. <laughs> That's funny. All right. What, did you, what, what have you learned about yourself through the Audio Nerd Book Club? Honestly, a lot of things. It's hard to put in like a couple things. Um, I really like managing and organizing things like more than I thought I was going to. Um, if I ever go on tour, um, I think I would end up being the tour manager um, or the production manager. Um, you know, I really, really enjoy that aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say I don't enjoy audio because why would I be here if I didn't enjoy audio? Um, but you know, managing people and getting things up and moving and just being able to sit down and focus and get things done is really, really rewarding Mm -hmm. for me. Um, so I've learned that about myself. Um, I've also learned that, um, it's a lot easier to get people, um, motivated and to help people than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started it, I didn't really think that I had a lot to, to offer other than, you know, we're all going to do this together. Um, but I've learned that, you know, there are a lot of people I've met since starting book club that now will message me and say, Hey, what do you think about this? How can I do this better? And I actually have things to say. Mm-hmm. I actually have advice now, um, which that's both rational and NBC is, um, I have the confidence now that i didn't have before yeah it's been really cool you know you talked about you know the last couple of minutes so um seeing your confidence grow right i mean obviously i've been here and went you know through your first you know kind of guest co-hosting and we basically had to like we're like texting you behind the scenes to say something <laughs> hannah say something <laughs> hannah you know <laughs> um michael and, poking uh, me like you know, prompting me with questions know, yeah to the point where you know you went and did nam and infocom and were at a booth and had hundreds of people come up to you mm-hmm. i mean that had to have been an experience that you even at that you had come out of your shell even before then but i mean that in and of itself had to be a whole game changer in terms of of comfortability it's so much I mean, fun it, it is yeah. so much fun to talk to people now 
Um, I was so, so scared to say the wrong thing. And now, like, okay, I'll, I said the wrong thing. I'll fix it next time. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I like talking to people. I like helping people. I like explaining about smart uh, V9s coming out September 27th. So uh, everybody come bug me with your questions. Um, but yeah, it's it's over. I, I won't even say the last year. I'll say since January 1st, I have grown more than I have at any other point in my life. It's awesome. Um, so rad. You have a long way to go. And you're gonna oh, have, yeah. You're going to have an amazing fun ride. I, I think to sum it up, with that too it's like in one aspect or another we're all here to move the crowd you know whether we're speaking in front of them we're Mm. putting out these podcasts we're doing the book club we're we're here to move the crowd managing people um production managing tour managing shit guitar teching lighting video whatever it is we're here to move the crowd and Mm -hmm. and we can do it one way or another it's just another little hump we have to get over to move a different aspect of it um it's like human logistics almost <laughs> in the entertainment industry. You're doing great. Yeah. Thank you. I don't even, I don't even, I don't, I don't want, I don't want a legacy question. I don't. I, no, I, 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 yeah. No, that's, that's fine. You, 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 the door's wide open. You could say president <laughs> at this point and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do I'm, not want to be president. Uh, no, I, uh, I wasn't going to yes. ask. I wasn't going to ask. <laughs> uh, eh, I wasn't going to ask the, uh, the thing. I'm curious. Um, so let's let's talk about Michael for a minute. I, I, this is I I I, I for the record I didn't tell Mike I didn't tell I didn't tell Michael we were doing this tonight because I knew he would have loved to have been a part of this. So part of me was like, Haha, this is, anyway. Can uh, it's kind of fun without him. Not going to lie. <laughs> can you? He, he knows me too well. Uh, exactly, and I. I, I'm going to make a bold assumption that he's probably been the most influential person on you in the last mm-hmm. you know, two years or whatever. Can you talk about that? What has, how has Michael helped you? What has that journey been like? And just, just, just talk about that. Cause I think it deserves to be talked about what, you know, you, some of you may see what Michael does, but like the amount of mentorship that Michael has been doing in the last two to three years is quite frankly, um, insane. Um, and mm-hmm. the, um, both direct and globally, it is doing. But so, let's focus in on you know his mentorship towards you and what that's been like and what he's done for you. So, um, I told you guys that I met him at AES, um, but my professor Eric had um, written a couple articles that Michael had um, had edited for for LSI. Um, so they were kind of texting, trying to find each other. Um, and I walk into this group of people and Michael's there and, and a bunch of other really heavy hitters, um, were there and, um, me and Eric are talking to Michael. Um, and Michael says, you know, here's my business card. And I give him mine. And he said, you know, out of, you know, every hundred or so people that I give this to, um, nobody ever really responds. Maybe one in a hundred does. And I said, well, well, I'm that one. Um, and so two hours later, I got an email from him. Um, and from that point on, um, we haven't gone a day without talking. Um, he quickly became not only professionally, but personally, just a huge mentor, one of my best friends. Um, 
I don't know where I would be without him. He's he's helped me through just so much career stuff. I mean, he helped me write my first emails to, to Jamie and Karen with my resume. He, you know, encouraged me to talk to people, encouraged me to come, you know, be here, be on the podcast when I had absolutely no idea what to say. Or, <laughs> you know, felt like I had anything to contribute. Um, but he... uh he has been there for me every single day since um and you know i would call him at 11 o'clock at night and say i don't understand this and he would stay up for an hour or two with me and just talk me through it um and while i don't necessarily come to him every day with questions like that anymore about specific audio topics um I've sort of, uh, he called it graduating at one point, which I think is really <laughs> funny because you never really graduate from having a mentor, but um, he is still really, really influential for me. And one, I'm super proud of him for, you know, going out on these tours and writing this book. Um, I, It's a really great book and it's pretty much all the questions I asked for a year answered. So it's really nice to have them all in one place now. <laughs> um, but he's been really, really influential, not only to me, but to, to Sam and a couple other people. I mean, he's always there and it's not just for me. It's for pretty much anybody that asks, he will be there to, to answer the question. Um, and he always can bring it down to your level, mm. mm-hmm. um, which is a superpower. Um, cause somebody asks me a question and if they don't have a base level of understanding, I don't know what to say half the time. Um, but he can, he can explain it to almost everybody, um, which is really, really cool. It's funny. Uh, you know what? That I'll kind of wrap this up. But he has a quote in his book that actually summarizes what you just said. Give me one second to get there. At the end of chapter the, one, it ima- says, imagine, imagine you a have five-year-old, a, yeah. Yeah. Imagine you, imagine <laughs> you have a high-spirited five-year-old following you around as you work. They will ask why about everything. <laughs> Would you be able to answer them? And that's mm-hmm. freaking deep, mm-hmm. right? And you know, hi, um, and- I was the five-year-old for two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so awesome. I gotta get well, this book. I gotta read like five books down <laughs> after this. This is not join the book club. <laughs> I need to join the book club. Yeah, I obviously need to join. Because I figure, I figure if one of us, Chris or I, narrate some of these books and we put them out, and I'm, shoot, I might even put some side notes in there. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I think the <laughs> the side commentary that Kyle would add to the book would be freaking amazing. I, I would legitimately pay again for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> the, the remix. I would do. I'm not a either, Custer. Like it's it's difficult for me to. The the weird thing about it is is I don't have to read it four or five times. My comprehension is there, just my attention span is very short. Um, yeah. So I can take it in small chunks, but if I don't put it all together, the comprehension doesn't go together. Um, it's it's weird, and it's kind of like this podcast and everything else. Like now that I'm out on the road again doing this thing, I get little flashbacks to episodes in my head of stuff that we've already talked about. Yep. It's making me better today because I comprehended that then with a book. It's almost like you have to, you have to read it together and then you could break it down into your sections because the comprehension has to come like all together. I can't do that. Custer like me and you could, <laughs> we could do a book club 
Well, we could do a chapter club. Here's the thing about book club. Audio audio chapter club. (laughs) Here's the thing about the book club, though, is that we have this like ongoing discussion about all of this stuff. So like you can read all these bits and pieces. And then when we discuss it, a lot of it kind of comes together, at least for me. Um, So, you know, I might forget half of it, but somebody will ask a question and then it's like, oh, okay. I think that that's got to be the biggest thing, too, of like I could read the same paragraph like 10 times over. And until I talk about it with a peer, there's no Mm -hmm. light bulb there. Like there there is no (laughs) amplification of that paragraph I just read. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's out of nowhere. You're like, oh, shit, I read about that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I was just, uh, uh, I was at, uh, outside lands a couple weeks back and I ran into Michael. Um, and then, uh, someone texted me and said, Hey man, you left your Daniel tiger on the console. And, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, he's fine. He's just making sure everybody's being cool. That's all. I'll come get him then. Um, but, uh, it was just the running into him, getting the big hug and like, Something about like him sitting through my sound check and going like, "Oh yeah, dude." I'm like, "Oh, I am good." I'm like the imposter syndrome like disappeared for a second, and, and I was like, "Cool, like it's not just me. Great, cool. This is awesome." Um, but no, like uh, the trying to take the little bits that you learned from either books or peer conversations, and then you're by yourself. Situation arises, and it's the Oh, yeah. Okay, I know how to go about this. I know what could be the solution here, only because I've had the conversations with peers, or you know, read something somewhere, seen something in the Discord server that's like, oh, somebody two weeks ago was talking about that same problem with this piece of gear that I'm having today. How did they fix it? And go scroll through and and find that answer. So I think like in this in this world of uh seemingly never ending peer to peer resources there's nothing we can't figure out someone has the answer somewhere mm-hmm. now we just have to put it all in one book and, and oh god no <laughs> it'd be so long it'd be like an AES white page nobody would done it <laughs> never ending never ending AES white page yeah but. awesome well Hannah Thank you so much for being now a guest on the podcast. Well, thank you guys for having me. It it means a lot. Awesome. <laughs>